Hello, podcasters. This is your host, Mimi Jacks, welcoming you back to another episode of Improper Mimi, where we talk about some of the very things that have helped to empower women in all aspects of our lives, whether it's at home, work, or play. This, my improper listeners, is the end of our official first season. What better way to wrap it up than to bring another one of my sister circles, the Queenship, to the table to chat about our past Improper Mimi episode topics and, of course, reflect on the year and of our love for each other. We had so much to discuss, you have to come back for part two to catch how the Queenship survives and thrives. I wanted to get, you know, the Queenship together because, you know, part of, this is like my 25th episode of the podcast. Wow. Um, been doing this since I started in February. And um, so sister circles have been like a, an important thing that we talk about. Like it's so important to have, you know, those circle of sisters and friends around you, you know, to bounce ideas off of, to support each other, to, um, you know, encourage each other, to pick each other up and everything. And so, of course, the queenship is one of my sister circles. Yeah. So I just, you know, wanted to get y'all together. Um, such a smart, intelligent, <laughs> awesome group. Woo, woo. <laughs> you know, we've known each other a long time. And um, so, yeah, so this is, you know, I wanted to get our crew together. I think I started off with I started off with Shirley and Keisha, um, some good friends, and then I did the Dadas, which is sister for Swahili. And um, so that was another sister circle. And um, my book club, La Sucias, that's another Ooh. sister circle. So we did one with them. So I said, it's time for the queens to come out. Yes. <laughs> and be the finale and shut it down at the end. <laughs> that's right. Me, that's me. Right. That's right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Who we start with? We'll start with you. Oh. <laughs> See, that's what happens at work when I say something. <laughs> um, okay, so me, Mimi met in 2009 or 2010. Um, and the reason why is because I got uh, reactivated with Nesby Professionals. And I needed a roommate to go to the international conference um, that was in Canada. And then somebody suggested that she and I connect because um, um, I don't know if she was, you weren't in central Jersey, you were in Boston. So I don't even know how we even, but I guess I didn't know how big the grapevine of Nesby was at the time when I came back into the realm. So she um, and I became roommates in Canada and I didn't know her from a campaign. She didn't know me, but she welcomed me with open arms. And then she also helped me um, prepare my um the information for my company to actually cover the cost um because it was something new to me so she gave me all her notes and everything and um they they paid for half the room which i you know never had to do before so if it wasn't for her i would be you know paying out of pocket which i thought i needed to do Mm. um so yeah so from there when we found out we were both scorpios it was on and popping from that point on after that it was always me going to Boston <laughs> or they coming down in New Jersey, New York. So that's, that's how we, we uh, started our, our friendship, our sisterhood, our queenship. <laughs> so my name is Latoya Davis and I have known Mimi. I don't even know 
like when exactly we met. I think it was probably a Nesby alumni event when I was like mm -hmm. just graduating. And I had met you through Mahalia, your partner in crime. Yes, my age. And I feel like Mimi is like the equivalent to me in bubble spirit because anytime we see each other, we jump up and down and we just get giggly and laugh all the time. And let's see, so I probably met you back in like 2003. It's mm. a long time. Yeah. And yeah, over the years, like I've come over and hanged out in Boston. We vibed, we would run into each other all the time at all the five clubs that were in Boston. What <laughs> <laughs> you could count on your hands that we would go to? <laughs> the ones you could count on your hands. House parties, birthdays. Um, every like I I actually talked her into moving to uh, New York because I was like, oh no, yeah, yeah, I did because I was living in DC and then I moved to here and I was like, Mimi, why are you still in Boston? You need to leave. <laughs> and it worked and she moved. Yay. So now she's closer. <laughs> but then I never see her now because I had kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the kids that hashtag this fault. Hashtag, hashtag it's fault. And I used to, that's right. I remember meeting um Dee, her daughter, and mm -hmm. like I was I was always so enamored by her being a mom and oh. being so cool. And I was like, I want to be like her because she's like so like, you know, being a good mentor for her daughter. It was just awesome. Oh. And then I became a mentor for her daughter. So yes, yeah. that, that's how I know Mimi. So true, so true. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, and I have to be honest with you, I have no idea where I met you. <laughs> we just walked into each other on the street. <laughs> the only thing, okay, so I'm Lisa Moore, right? Lisa Marie Moore Valeris. I'll give you the whole thing. Hey, so, doctor. Doctor? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, don't forget that. Dr. Lisa. <laughs> okay. So. I, the only thing I can recall is probably meeting you through Kira. Other than that, I have no clue where you and I met. Do you remember? No, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking. It was at the bar school somehow. We just like became two. <laughs> we I just, think it was that party in New York when we, um that year that we did the rotations around all the parties. Oh, when we did the holiday parties yeah. in Boston and then we did the holiday party in New York. Okay, so maybe. But the one, the one thing I do recall, I think that made you and I closer was when I came and I drove a bazillion hours into the woods, almost hit five deer <laughs> over snow to come to this house mansion you had for your birthday. Yes. Like yes. I think after that, you and I, you know, talked more and we were like, you know, we were, we were, we were developing a friendship from there and that was probably maybe five years ago or so yeah that was like five years i just cannot remember so i'm sorry <laughs> i don't have a really good story like else. your story is fabulous because okay. we have built more stories together since then so yeah hey. hey so my mimi story is going to be i'm angelina um it's going to be probably just shortly before kira because I clearly remember Nesby conference where you and Denisha were in the room right next to me. <laughs> and I probably met you through Mike Burt because he was on the board. We were on the regional board together and mm -hmm. everything was about Boston. So I met yeah. all the 
wonderful people from Boston. <laughs> yeah. Z-town. And we're staying connected Yeah. Boston in the house. Nesby in the house. You know, connections galore. And that's really how it goes, you know. And people say, oh, you don't meet... Um, Someone I was talking to or something I was watching was like, oh, you really don't meet or make new friends after 29. Like after 29 is like, you know, the, your friends start dwindling, you know, but. I agree. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, because I mean, really like everyone that you meet is, you know, school, college kind of thing. And then maybe at work, but then every time, but not everyone at work is going to be your friends. So, you know, you kind of keep those friends that you grew up with, but I think that even like we were all just saying that from professional organizations or through kids and mentoring and just hanging out and, you know, friend of a friend, you know, meeting each other. And, you know, we've, we've been able to build our own group, our little crew, our sister circle and, and all become good friends. You call this queenship, but I call this the my Nesby sister. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, that was another question. I was like, well, how do we get the name Queenship? Because I exactly. do think we were at a birthday party because we were going on a ship and it was the queens going on a ship. <laughs> Is that what it was? We went to Cuba and then it just lasts, you know, just stayed stuck. Huh. I don't remember. I, I wasn't there. <laughs> Kira was the one that started the, uh, the website. The, the, the I, did, I don't remember. Okay. Well, I feel like that did. I feel like there were some pictures or something, and yeah, I feel like that did happen. And I was like, "Damn it, I didn't get to go." Yeah, it was great. Yeah, so you're missing you a lot of stuff because of the kids. Because I got the kids. Leave them some food; they'll be fine. They got their you know? dad. Yeah, fend for yourself, kiddos. Bye. <laughs> toy. Bring them because you got the aunties. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so aunties, aunties are off drinking. Watch the kids. You can leave them exactly. in the hotel. Be like, don't break anything. I'll be back. And I was like, I can't go. Like, I got a one-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I had my child at 20. I was like, I'm going to everything. Uh, you know, but at this age, I wouldn't react. Yeah, this, this age is different. But yeah. at my younger age, when my daughter was young, I was definitely like, um, oh, sorry, oh, yeah. If I was in my 20s, first of all, having a kid in my 20s would have been very irresponsible. So I'm glad that I had kids. Now. What about 18? Like, I know. This is why I said when I saw you with your daughter, I was like, wow, this is, that's amazing. Because I'm very I think I had my daughter young. Because my daughter's now like my best friend. I think that I wouldn't redo it. And now I don't have the patience and I don't really care. I don't like kids that much. So I'm just like, I love this older 19 year old that travels with me that we I, we talk and we're like let me tell you you know she's just like my friend she's, she's become that as opposed to a, something like th this phase of my life that I have to care for that doesn't mean I wouldn't do it again I just think it would be different it's different you know? yes yeah, yeah it's different because I'm different than I was back then and I, and I would also be like in my 50s by the time the kid got older I'd hey, be almost hey hey <laughs> hey so I gotta be 60 again. I don't think so. <laughs> we just ain't doing diapers in our 50s. That's all that matters. 50, exactly. <laughs> 50 is the new 30. Okay. Oh. 
So how Toya felt about you, Mimi, is how I felt when I saw Lisa mm -hmm. with her daughter coming all around. She's doing her PhD, and I'm like, man, this girl is something else. I used to take my daughter to the to the lab and say, sit under the desk, oh. <laughs> right to the bench. And she would go, she'd have her book, she'd have her thing. I would put her at a computer. That child, people, everybody, you know, when I had a kid, I was like, you gotta go. Uh, I don't have a babysitter, so you're going to work with me today. Mm -hmm. Like a little six-month-old, you know, but I was young and I didn't have the, Those you know reasons. what I mean? When you're young, you just kind of go with it. You don't, you don't really think, overthink things as much as you do when mm -hmm. you're older. Now I'm like, oh my God, what should, what should she touch? I'm, you know, like you'd be more cautious. <laughs> so you have a little bit more freedom in your youth years, I think. Yeah, because you're not so worried about everything. You're, you're more so just like, yeah. oh, just get it done. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, let me hit you guys with a few, you know, questions just like to break it up, like for our group, you know, knowing each other as long as we have, who would you say, and there's a few women who aren't with us tonight, you know, but um, you can name them if, if you so choose. But um, if you thought about all the women in our group, who would be uh, the first person to travel internationally in 2021? Who's that? Already booking Lisa. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine is booked already. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually traveling. I'm and traveling internationally. Maybe Mimi. Mimi oh. like, where, are you guys? where are you going, Kira? Going to Mexico. Ain't nothing big. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's still international, even though it's. But a my exactly. international trip is actually um, booked for September of next year. Oh wow! Yeah, I haven't booked anything. I was waiting for the elections first. Yeah. But I would say. Lisa Marie first, because she's always getting on somebody's plane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is my travel buddy. Will's like, I got out of Okay, bye. See you later. Peace. <laughs> like, I don't even. I, those days over from, I think the older I got, the more I was like, I'm first. Mm -hmm. Not my child, not my husband, not my mother, not my friends. Love you guys. But I just put myself first more, you know, the older I get. Like, so if I want to go somewhere, I just go. Mimi's like that. Mimi will get on a flight by herself. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So do you feel like, yeah, you don't want to wait for anybody else to do what you want to exactly. do? Exactly, or it won't happen. Mm -hmm. it won't happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, who do you think amongst us would be the first to get in an argument with a cop? <laughs> Lisa Marie, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> or Camila. Camila. I was going to say Camila oh, and Camila. Yeah, that's true. And me too, yeah. Uh, why do you say yourself? Because, so, you know, I'm half Jamaican, so, you know. <laughs> but but you you want to, but you like now. <laughs> yeah, so there was one situation where I might have been pregnant, and I was, I was sitting in the car waiting for Corey to come out of work. This was like when he was working his late shift. And he would get off work at like 10 o'clock, get home by 10.30 or whatever. So I was picking him up from the train station and this cop was like, he rolled up and he was like, you're not supposed to park here. And I was like, everyone parks here to pick up people from the train station. <laughs> <talk to them." laughs> and he's like, well, there's a sign right there. And I was like, really? I've seen y'all pass by so many times, like cars lined up. I was like, why, why all of a sudden right now? And he's like, well, people don't like the noise. I was like, what noise am I making? It is 10 30 at night. So during this time, Corey comes walking 
And he's just like, what is, why is there a police car like coming to my pregnant wife who's in her pajamas picking me up? And so the cop is, you know, I'm still going back and forth with the cop. And Corey hears a piece of this, you know, he's Corey's black man, six for three, you know, usual black man. And the cop is like, I'm going to give you a warning this time, blah, blah, blah. I think I might have mentioned to the cop that I was like six months pregnant too. <laughs> so when the cop walks away, he was like, Corey was like, why did you do that? He was like, you only did this because you're pregnant and you know he's going to feel sorry for you. And I like cried and I was like, I'm sorry. But I don't like how he was talking to me. That's a bull. So yeah, a little, a little bit of my Jamaican came out. <laughs> Yeah, when you're pregnant, you have a whole bunch of different emotions and hormones and, you know, things going through your mind. But, you know, in today's climate, it's just so different of you don't know who that cop that's responding or coming is going to be. Like, what right. is their reaction? How they're going to, um, you know, you got a warning, but you don't today who knows who knows what you know like they're scared you're scared and everyone's emotions are flying and yeah but um i i know and if, if, if there's been a few situations where when people have challenged my authority i also kind of like <laughs> talk back to them you know and, and yeah yeah it doesn't like, happen because i'm so nice and sweet but <laughs> exactly that is me I'm nice and so I'm not nice. You know it's bad when your father has the talk with you. <laughs> you know, they usually tell their male children. <laughs> so I had to talk earlier this year, like you need to just do whatever they say, take the ticket, keep going. So he so already like, knew your personality. He's like, listen, Angelina, don't talk. Yep. <laughs> don't, don't stress it. <laughs> but you see, he's the kind of who will go to court and fight a ticket. I ain't got time for that. Just don't give me the ticket, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying, Angelina. That's what I'm I saying. Court, why am I getting stack of papers on a, on a traffic ticket. All kinds yeah. of court rules <laughs> and regulations. You know, I pull all the statutes, my notes, highlighted. I'm ready. Right. Sure. All right, doctor. $35 ticket. <laughs> now I, I just pay those, right? But if it's if there's over 100, I'm like, oh, no, I'm fighting that. Like that or points or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, one more for now. So, amongst our crew, who would be most likely to write a book, and what would it be about? You. Mm, me. Hmm. What would the book be about? Mimi Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> the Adventures of Mimi. Mimi, I want a book about your love life. My love Ooh. life. Yeah, I think that would be, be interesting. About what not to do. <laughs> Whatever. Just, you know, so interesting. Look, look, here we go. I know, right? Just let the Scorpio tell it. I can tell it. <laughs> a Scorpio never tells. It's a secret. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I could just say, I know of Scorpios, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You guys need some sadness in your lives. <laughs> I could see, you know, maybe doing a book about what not to do when you're traveling, you know, how to avoid this and how to avoid that. Cause I've had some traveling stories of, you would think like, why would you do that? Like, how do you go overseas with one card and then you break it? Like, so 
you know, like I had my credit card in my back pocket and somehow I stepped on it and it broke it. Mm. <laughs> my so goodness. Broke it, you know, it broke the long way though, so I could tape it together and still Oh my it. goodness. Oh, that's good. That's, so that's good. The wow. We, we, I know one time Mahai and I were traveling and um, we had a flight, like a hopper flight to Cape Town, but we didn't have a place to stay. Wow. <laughs> so we ended up like, oh, a friend of a friend and we stayed with their cousin and we wow. made new friends and we're, you know, we still keep in touch with them now. <laughs> only you, only you and Mahalia could do something like that. Are both Kira and Toya drinking from steel straws? Yes. <laughs> what? Hello. Hello. Come oh, on, Kira. Cheers. Like cheers. cheers. There we go. There we go. What is the go. cushion on it? Because I am an anti-steel. Why? It's, not, it's to protect your teeth. Finally, yeah, they okay. did something that's better. Okay, because I've never seen a, one of those straws with a topper on it. So maybe I yeah, it's just like a rubber, like a rubbery topper thing. And they and they come with brushes now, so you can get in. Yes, yes, yeah. mine came with brush up. <laughs> the only reason I use the the metal straws now is because of that brush, so you can clean on the inside. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was like living on the inside of my straw. Like, you want me to reuse it? I think if I have a green roof, I don't have to drink from a steel straw. Hmm. Oh my gosh! Come on, Lisa. Doctor, I refuse. I don't like them. I am just. I love straws. Same the one single use. Single away. use straws. Awful. You gotta Awful. watch out for the turtles. I would like the court to strike what Lisa just said <laughs> on this podcast. The opinions of Lisa do not represent the queen ship. The queen ship. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let let steel straws become more advanced. Let them, you know, not like Is I don't want to cling. I don't want to. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to hear. You can't drive with them though. That's they the only got thing. a rubber on the. Gotta be careful. Don't want to drive. They do say but don't. They didn't drive. have that in the beginning, Toya. They yeah. weren't like that when I first saw them. Well, steel all the way to the end. And it also is if Christmas. you had something that was hot, it doesn't burn your mouth too. Who's drinking hot? Wait, exactly. That is exactly what I was going to ask. What I are you doing? I through my straw so I don't get my teeth stained. Mm -hmm. Really? Just drink, drink herbal teas. They don't stain your mouth. Shoot. Sure. <laughs> I ain't taking no chances. <laughs> so, ladies, when you think about this past year, like, for me, I know my birthday, you know, so this is wrapping up the Improper Mimi podcast, you know, it kind of started in February where my daughter's birthday was and it's ending in November for this first season when my birthday is, my birthday and Thanksgiving. So usually my birthday I think of as the new year, you know, because this is the new year of my life, you know, I don't really make New Year's resolutions in January or anything, but it, it's a reflective time for me around my birthday because this is a new year for me going into a new season. Um, but just looking back at 2020 and um, everything that has happened, you know, good, bad, scary, or whatever, you know, it still shaped us or formed us or it allowed who we were to come out because how do we react to these situations, right? So what do you think has been the most 
important thing for you over the last few months of this year that have empowered you or encouraged you um, to keep going on? You know, I, I know a lot of people have been, I mean, I know myself, like even in the beginning of COVID, you know, from working from home and used to going out all the time and networking, I was a little depressed. I was like, so you mean I need to stay in the house and, you know, like, you know, kind of restrict who you see and where you go and stuff like that. And it was just a whole new way of, um, a whole new way of your daily schedule, you know, of, it was kind of changing your life. Um, so just wondering, was there anything or something that really helped you that inspired you or um, just empowered you to like, you know, keep going and not just fall deep, deep into like a, a <laughs> isolation or, you know. <laughs> um, someone said, do you miss like going to work and being around people like, and I don't right i'm good at home so they said this is great for the introverts like it's no problem it's actually for me an opportunity to slow down for the first time in probably 20 years to just be you know rolling out of bed i'm at work and, it, and it's done um 10 times probably more productive because everything's at my fingertips for the most part um and then just resiliency so like you look forward to these opportunities where literally like i said i was like oh shoot i missed it right but you look forward to connecting with people you really want to connect to and say what's up versus just seeing people that you have to see and you know there's no real connection there's a work thing going on but other than that i could do without them and i think that this time has uh really identified for me the people that i don't want to do without right the people that i I strive to stay connected to and be a little closer to uh, make that extra effort to say what's up because I know I'm not the greatest at it just because life is hectic, but uh, to some degree life has slowed down. So I'm just enjoying the ride right now. Not to say as soon as things open up, yeah, I'll probably be on a plane too like everybody else, but for now it's good. So uh, I would say I enjoyed, you know, resiliency and just that quiet time uh, to really catch up with the things that really matter. Well said. I like that. I'm an introvert too, so I don't miss any of those things. <laughs> Lies yourself. <laughs> right? Lisa's an introvert. Yeah, I was like... You know, introvert in the sense of I don't need to be constantly around people. You know, I'm an only child. I, you know, I grew up kind of like by myself. I felt like... So I don't, I don't really need that stimulation all the time. And um, I don't like a lot of noise. I don't like disruption. So I think when people work from home and they don't have that, they they are more productive. And I've been work even though I'm not on a on any protocols right now. I've been working from home for years, and I, I enjoy it. So hopefully, it I, you know I, I'm sorry to hear that you felt a little depressed, but I know you know maybe maybe you need a little more stimulation from other people. And I also hate meetings. I think meetings can be the most non-productive hour or two of my life unless it has an agenda and we're flowing through it bang 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 otherwise i'm like if i can't if this meeting isn't done in 30 minutes then what are we sitting here like talking about like everything should be 30 minutes and done so i think that people have become more productive mm. i love it <laughs> i know i think sometimes that since i'm such a planner that i organize things and i try to you know have things on a schedule 
when things don't go according to plan or they don't go according to schedule, then it kind of throws me off kilter, you know? And I, I know we had one person on the, the podcast who talked about, well, we had a few people who talked about, um, you know, self-care, self-wellness, um, you know, mental health and depression and um, setting boundaries for ourselves, you know, so that uh, we wouldn't be disappointed uh, when other people didn't, you know, fulfill their part of the bargain. Well, we're up here trying to keep our schedule or keep our plans together. No, um, I hear that. Cause like, yeah, normally like I'm pretty cherry and, you know, have balance with like family and going out with friends. And then everything just came to a halt. I had no control. And I'm, I'm a bit of like a planner as well. Like trying to like, you know, uh, plan out like what I'm doing at work and all of that and everything just blended in together to the point where like I would get up and I would just be sad and I'm like I'm never like this to like for the first time ever in my life I sought therapy because I was like if I don't see therapy like like I don't know where this is gonna go but this is bad mm -hmm. and um, it turned out that I just needed to like make time for myself and after like in the past since like 2010, like I, well, actually let's say 2013, only seven years ago, I got married, had two kids, had, you know, pretty uh, big jobs, whatever. And mm -hmm. I didn't make time for myself. And I didn't realize until COVID when everything came to a halt that I was kind of like functioning in a way where I was just sliding by with making a little bit of time for myself. But now that I really didn't have time for myself, I didn't know how to make time for myself anymore, which is horrible. And I was just getting sad because I didn't have those outlets that I had before. But now I've understood like how to manage it. And like, I would always feel guilty. And it's not like my husband would like tell me to go do stuff. And I would just be like, I feel guilty, blah, blah, blah. But now I know like I need that. Otherwise, like I go into a downward spiral. So I think that's what COVID did for me was just realizing like, more about like this new phase of my life what I need to do for myself and a lot of what you guys said too just like um realizing like who you should um make the time for and be close to and then just like what you should enjoy because lord knows next year <laughs> in 2021 I'm going everywhere I'm, I don't care. <laughs> we gonna do everything. Shoot, those wineries open back up, and we're right up in there. What? <laughs> Every. But yeah, that that that's that's that was different for me. I've never sought therapy in that way, and so it it really helped me, and I, and I think it'll it, it'll carry throughout the rest of my life too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one thing that um, we've had. You know, just speaking and talking with people that. Um, it's something even within the black community that we don't talk about a lot. And it, you know, more so over the last few years, I think that people have become more open to it. But like back in the day, you know, it was so taboo to even oh, yeah. or anything. Yeah. So one of my friends who's been on before, Esther Boykins, and, and we, one of her hashtags is therapy is not a dirty word. <laughs> and I love that because it's like, you know, it's, it's for anyone, it's for everyone, whenever you feel the need, and I feel the need now, so I'm, I'm going to be, like, searching for someone now, you know, right? Everybody 
Do it. I can make some recommendations. Yeah. I mean, it's it, the the way we take care of our bodies, you know. If you think you don't need therapy, then you need therapy. <laughs> Everybody needs, like, that's ridiculous. That, unless you live in a vacuum or a bubble, how in the world could, the, you know. The, but, like, not, you know, culturally, though, like, exactly what Mimi said, culturally, like, people don't go out Don't you think that our generation is more... So we're more open to those kinds of things than our parents were. You know, maybe they passed yeah. that. Oh, it's we're more open than our parents were, and I think millennials are even more open than. Oh we yeah, definitely we are. But so for we even had to adjust to it. Millennials don't. You know, they're just like we go to therapy, whatever. But you know, we 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 were the transitional generation, right? Mm. So exactly. It's good I remember that we going to therapy, like after losing like one of my close family members and going to therapy. And I, I, I still was thinking like, okay, this is time I'm taking away from work. This is like how many sessions are covered by insurance, right. you know? So there's still that stress of thinking like, okay, I'm going to do therapy, but I've got to go through these hoops and hurdles in order to make it there. You know, well, that's I, mean, I did it. Cover it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they cover all dental and all kinds of stuff because you shouldn't even consider well, that. They cover twelve well, visits. Well, <laughs> let me tell you. So at least you know. I was looking like my. You're right, Alisa. Like my job covered like a a place you could call and they have therapists. But I specifically wanted like a black therapist, and I specifically wanted a black therapist who culturally understood like someone who was like what what, would, what they call like a, a first immigrant type of. There's like family stuff oh, that I know. I know. I, first generation. You know I mean? yeah. Yes. So like the the therapist that I found was fantastic, but they're not covered through my job because they're not going through the, and then my job, right. but like, just because they say they pay for it, doesn't necessarily mean they're paying for the ones that you prefer or that yeah, work best I for you. I think what will happen is that the more common this becomes when we all become like how you all, we all need a primary care. We all need a dentist. We all need to get our vision checked. We all need to go to therapy at some point in our lives. It will become part of our package. So even what you're talking about wasn't even didn't even exist for our parents. They didn't even have any coverage at all. So you know it's a slow crawl, but at some point, hopefully in the before we, you know we're out of here, we'll see it at some point where these things are, are covered. But people have to be vocal about well, it. The, I think it's the group that you belong to as well, like your company that pays into the group. Which are, yeah, sure, sure underneath that yes right so if you say something to your company like the group we're in doesn't cover uh mental health then and if more and more people speak up about that i think that hopefully especially if you work for big organizations they'll make a change i mean it's nothing to them mm -hmm. as much money as they make right smaller companies maybe they can't do it well, i think they're getting a little bit more um um they're doing a little bit more this year based off of what's going on for the yeah. we just had open enrollment and like you said lisa a lot of a lot of things were added this year um for next year because of the fact that we are going through so many emotional ups and downs and you know so i think the companies are starting to pay attention to make sure that their employees um mental sanity is yeah. intact so they can yeah it's a benefit yeah. to them right and we have to stop treating the brain like it's not an mm -hmm. organ like every other organ you know i have these 
conversations with people like, you know, when you talk about someone that has heart disease or if they have liver disease or you go, oh, you know, you go to the cardiologist or you go to, you know, if you did something with your lungs, you go to pulmonologist. Or what. But when the brain is diseased, we just act like, oh, that's not a thing that, you know, you can snap out of that or you, you can control that. No, you can't. It's an, it's an organ just like every other organ. I think then we will stop looking at it like it's something that people can just turn off and turn on, you know, because they really can't, they really can't, you know? So well, anyway. I, I had a very interesting conversation um, with my coworkers today about, um, I don't know if you saw, but it's called the Corona Emotional uh, Graph where it shows, it's really interesting because it basically shows how like at first in the initial phase, it's like, it's like your mood versus the times on that like X and Y axis. And basically it shows like the first phase of this thing uh, of, of Corona, everybody was kind of like in a denial phase, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then after that, and it started like going up and then it's like, you had like these peaks and valleys, like you, you know, you're, you're happy one minute, you're, you're sad another minute. And it kept on going in these like circles and then all of a sudden you kind of like plateau on this like you're kind of like numb to it and you're looking for like a glimpse of hope at the end of the thing and I thought it was interesting but I can say for myself in regards to the whole coronavirus it hasn't been easy I think everybody's has different experiences different um households you know things that are going on and being by myself was a transition for me um, it's not that I need to be around people, but I, I realize that I can't just be, you know, so, you know, in solitude for too long in, in my thoughts, in my head. <laughs> so, um, at first I, I got, you know, I was a little angry at my family for not touching base with me because of the fact that I am the only one that lives by themselves, that they didn't like check on me. Um, but then after I got over that initial anger and realized that, you know, I have to be a little bit more vocal on what it is that I need for people to help me get through this. Um, I didn't, you know, I want to be able to see a change. So I had to change the, my thinking and, and be a little bit more vocal on how I felt things were going. But I, I can definitely say um, that this has just, you know, if it doesn't break you, <laughs> I really swear that like, uh -huh. You know, thank God for faith. <laughs> thank God for prayers. Thank God for, you know, just for me, um, my religion is, is even more key now um, going through this whole coronavirus. And, you know, it hasn't been easy. I mean, even workload wise, um, I used to work at my desk for like 16, 18 hours without getting up um, just because there's nobody to really talk to. So, you know, I just got really comfortable and I had to get out of that mode. And that's when I started kind of working out and um, and doing things for myself, getting out, walking. Somebody suggested to me that you should put in your walk breaks in your schedule on your work schedule so yeah. that, you know, nobody actually puts anything in your schedule during that time frame. I stick to that. Like if I need to go for a walk and I put it in my schedule, I'm yeah. going to get up and I'm going to go for that walk. So um, just get a, you know, fresh air. Yeah. And the exercise is, is a big thing too, because I've been trying to get the walks in too, but it's so hard because yeah, I'm home alone, no other distractions from work. I can sit at my, I've been sitting at my, you know, computer from like 12 hour days, you know, like morning to evening, you know, and, but I've been thinking like, okay, that normal commute time, 
that I would maybe leave the house at 7.30 to get to work. All right, let me go outside, do a walk or a bike ride or a little jog or something. And that's my commute, <laughs> you know, something to get outside and to, you know, get the body moving and stuff um, before I settle in and just like put my head down and work for the rest of the day. Well, you guys, yeah, let me say that you, you guys are good therapy for me and uh, you guys stretch me certainly in in a good way you know you challenge me i love to see the posts the pictures the comments i'm there even if i'm not commenting i'm just in the middle of something probably mm -hmm. but um it's all love so i'm glad to be a part of the queenship yes well i just want to say you know for the purpose of the podcast that thank you ladies for joining me and for um, bringing our opinions and our, our thoughts and our comments together. I mean, it's always a good time, you know, when we get together anyway, whether we're traveling or whether we're celebrating birthdays or different milestones in our careers. Um, you guys really have, you know, made my time in New York and our friendship over the years, like even stronger and even better. And I'm so glad that I am here. I'm in Brooklyn and I love it. I love New York. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> well, this was just part one of the Improper Movie season finale, How the Queenship Survives and Thrives. Be sure to listen to part two of the finale when the queens wrap up their conversation about the pros and cons of marijuana. Keep being the fierce queens that you are as you find the power within your own sister circles to survive and thrive as we enter another year together. And don't worry, we'll be dropping some bonus episodes for you throughout the off-season. So until then, protect yourselves and continue to look out for each other. And as always, keep telling black stories. Ciao!